Greetings. My name is Marina Capraro, and I am an undergraduate student at the University of Rhode Island studying environmental science. I'm here today to speak with Tom Kutcher of the Rhode Island Natural History Survey. Hi there, Tom. Hi, Marina. So I have a few questions regarding your role in the ecological restoration community in New England, but first I'd like to ask you, what is your title at the Rhode Island Natural History Survey, and what kind of projects do you and your organization focus on? My title is a wetland scientist, and you know I focus on developing monitoring, assessment, and restoration protocols for the state. Um, you know the history survey has a broader uh, mission than that, but uh, my particular focus is on developing uh, wetland monitoring, assessment, and restoration. What is your education and training, and what sort of qualifications have you achieved in order to take on the current position you hold? I got a BS in environmental science and management uh, from URI. Um, I went on to get a, a master's in ecology and ecosystem sciences, uh, and I've worked at uh, a few organizations. Uh, first place I worked out of school was uh, the Narragansett Bay Estuarine Research Reserve, uh, which is part of a large research reserve system. And there I was a stewardship coordinator, but I worked hand-in-hand -hand with a research coordinator um, developing research projects and monitoring projects for Narragansett Bay and for um, the broader national Estuarine Research Reserve System. So, you know, I have, uh, you know, lots of experience in uh, experimental design and sort of broad experience in environmental science and management, um, both uh, coastal and, and freshwater wetlands. And so I know you spoke a little bit about how you your position relates to the field of ecological restoration, but can you expand upon that a bit? You know, what I do here. Um, at the research, I mean, at, at the history survey is to develop, mostly I focus on developing protocols, but I also work with restoration practitioners, particularly on the salt marsh side, developing restoration protocols for the state. So um, I'm in the process actually right now, before I picked up the phone with you, um, I am working on revising a coastal wetlands restoration strategy for the state. Um, and I also have worked on the freshwater side with Department of Environmental Management to assess the condition of freshwater restoration projects compared with natural wetlands. What is your favorite project that you've worked on in New England or in Rhode Island specifically? My favorite one, I think, is currently is what I'm doing right now, which I am developing something called a rapid assessment method. Um, and this is for salt marshes. So I previously developed a rapid assessment method for freshwater wetlands. And what a rapid assessment method is, it's an observational sort of checklist where you go out into a wetland in this case, and you look at various stressors, and you look at various indications of habitat integrity, and you have a checklist of preset checklist of, of what condition things are in. So basically it takes like an expert's view you know, if an expert went to a wetland, they'd say, oh, this is in good condition. Well, why? So it answers sort of all the questions why an expert would think something's in a good condition or poor condition. So I developed one for freshwater wetlands that's been in play for eight or ten years. And wow. this year I am expanding that to saltwater uh, wetlands, so salt marshes. And um, I really like the way it's coming out. And uh, it's really fun to develop these sort of uh, protocols because, first of all, it's creative. Mm -hmm. And second of all, you use a lot of broad science, and then it really quickly characterizes the condition of the marsh. And, and you know, I'm getting really good results in preliminary analysis so far. I mean, the field season just ended, so I'm just starting to look at it. But it's been really fun. You know, this can be used to look at salt marsh condition or wetland condition and compare it to all other wetlands in the state. 
that's what the rapid assessment does. Like, is this in good condition? Is this is it the least degraded or the most degraded wetland in the state? And that helps us to prioritize where we put our restoration efforts. In your experience, what kinds of expertise does it take to accomplish a successful restoration project? You need to have you know both really broad but also specific knowledge of the habitat type that you're working in, right? So you need to know need to know a lot about how it evolves and how it responds to various stressors, how removing those stressors might affect the system. You know, it, all, it also takes like, you know, broad knowledge of just restoration theory in general, various ways to view restoration. Do we bring it back to original condition or do we bring it back to a novel ecosystem that has similar functions and values that we might have lost during the degradation of the, of the ecosystem? For example, in salt marshes, we know that they're drowning in place and we, you know, we need to respond by knowing how how the ecosystem is being degraded and and how and we have to think also in terms of you know what's the longevity or the sustainability of whatever we do and with sea level rise uh, being predicted to accelerate it really changes how we we approach things the third thing that you you really need is you need coordination skills you need to be able to work with partners and manage partners manage contractors um because you know it's a pretty it's a pretty expensive and, and complex thing to do generally. I mean, there are little restorations, there are big restorations, but they're all pretty complex. And so you're generally working with scientists from from the state and scientists from academia and contractors doing the work and volunteers sometimes. So it, it's, um, you know, not-for-profit organizations who manage volunteers. So it's really, it's a pretty complex process. What do you believe to be the biggest scientific gaps that are needed to be filled in order to improve restoration efforts as they are. What everyone's unclear about right now is what to expect from climate change in the future. So it's fairly easy to imagine what a historic community looked like and to be able to restore back to historic conditions. Not that it's an easy thing to do, because that's really complex too, but to want to restore functions and values knowing that conditions are changing makes it a lot harder to do. The gap that I think a lot of people are talking about is the, the lack of knowledge in being able to predict what's going to happen with changing sea levels, changing precipitation patterns, changing storm patterns, novel community assemblages from warming temperatures, and you know what are the functions and values of these novel communities compared to our natural communities. So all all these things are there there gaps in knowledge they can't really be filled with direct research they have to be filled with modeling and you know lots of uh conjecture you know Do you have any closing advice for students or new graduates hoping to work in the field of restoration Get good grades get the highest degree you can do lots of internships so that you stay so that you can you know make partners and so restoration science it's a it's a new science higher the degree you have and the and the the better your grades were and the more people respect what you do you know you do internships and you do a really good job of your internships focus on that you know prepare to live you know a fairly modest lifestyle but you know it's fulfilling you're doing the right thing it's um and uh and like i said before if if you're working to 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 save the ecosystems restore ecosystems you're in the right and uh you know it's pretty fulfilling. Thank you so much for your time and insights, Tom.